Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns and I'm your host here uh, almost each and every week. You know, we usually say each and every week, but we are just very, very, very excited to be back with you. It's been about a five-ish week hiatus and... We need you as much as you need us, folks, so it is good to be back. My name is AJ Cairns. Like I said, I'm your host here almost each and every week, introducing you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. And here we are, folks, episode 149, featuring Tallboy himself. We came to learn of Tallboy through the work that he has done with High Roller Lobster Company, and then from there, he also did work for Bissell Brothers, and to tie it all in together, six degrees of separation. He also did some work for a band that I may have raved about several times, the boys from Vermont, Fish. And so we are just excited to be able to get this going. We're going to finish up season 13. We got this one, and then we have next week, we'll be dropping our season 14 announcement. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram, 16ozcanvas.com, 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. How the fuck have you been, folks? How you been? How you been? It has been a crazy time for, for so many of us. Um, you know, I don't think it's normal. I don't think it's new. It is what it is right now. It's uh, scary, confusing, uncertain. And, and it's really, it can be a little intense some days. So our hope is that this week and future weeks, and obviously by this point you've already dove back in and listened to all the different episodes that we've got for you, but we want to be a distraction for you. We want to be a positive. We want to be an outlet. We want to be a way to support artists during this unique time. We want to support you. And we're just, uh, you know, we're all in this together, and that's a, that's a you know genuine feeling that we have. I think that it's been an opportunity for me, you know, and, and those close to me to go out of my way to reach out to folks who maybe I've fallen out of touch with, uh, or just you know being a better friend, or just kind of hey, how are you doing today? And some days I'm doing excellent. Some days I am the glass half full and then some, and, and pouring over. And other days it's confusing. And it's uncertain. And that's that's just the reality of how things are right now. You know, I started a new job and things are going great. You know, it's uh, I won't say it's easy being a, a sales uh, guy, a vice president. <laughs> I like that um, in these unique times. But it, that's what it is. I mean, I think you have to be a, a good human. And that's really the mantra that we're you know moving forward with and really just trying to support others. It's a really tough time, especially for those in the you know restaurant and, and, and food services industry, the, the beer industry, which we're you know loosely you know uh, connected with, and um, really just trying to really do our part to support where we can. You know, we've been buying some different uh, gift cards. We probably may never use them. Doing curbside pickup uh, for for food and beer, and really, honestly, I mean, I'm probably buying more beer, and obviously, I'm drinking a little more than usual, but really, it's not. You know, you can't go and buy you know a single of a beer. So you buy a four pack here, four pack there. Next thing you know, you're buying a half a case of beer. I'm, I'm not drinking that much, but if that helps, you know, our favorite spots stay open, you know, 
few weeks longer, you know, and then someone else does that and that helps them stay open. You know, really just about trying to impact, you know, and that's just, you know, and that's what we're really trying to do. And I think that hopefully if you've listened to this show, listened to this podcast and been part of this project, we really believe in, you know, trying to make the world a better place. We really believe in the power of art and, you know, being good people. And so it's really, uh, it's a really tough time. And so this episode, you know, I needed just as much as you guys did. You know, I appreciate all the all the messages and, and comments. You know that you can't wait till we get back. And it was, uh, it just really it was it was originally it was just logistics, right? I mean, just to give you a little behind the curtain, it wasn't um, COVID related. It wasn't anything like that. It was just logistics of starting a new job, trying to schedule some things, and trying to get you know artists you know availability, and which is tough. It's like I said, and I'll say it again: it's the hardest part of the project. And, you know, that's been, you know, that's been a good opportunity for us. Like I said, we're going to drop season 14, uh, the video. I think we should be finished with that from for Monday of this week. Obviously, if you're listening to this in the future, you know, who knows what day it is or what time it is. But, um, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We've got you know, great artists. We're already about halfway through with season 15, um, you know, confirmations. And then we're thinking... Maybe for, for season 16, we'll do kind of like a where are they now and a catch up with some of our you know guests uh, from the past. So that's what we're thinking. That's where we're at with stuff. We will tease it. We're going to be doing uh, some merchandise. We've uh, teamed up with somebody and uh, we're just working out logistics right now. But we're going to put out a glass. We're going to use that money to uh, support a few establishments uh, in Maine. This week's kind of our our main focus. Um, you know, we've uh, really just been trying to put ourselves in other people's shoes and think how we can help. And when we came back and we you know told what we was going to do it, you know, really tied in. And if you're following along with the you know some of the social media accounts of, of, of the different uh, folks up in Maine, especially uh, you know Peter Bissell, you know, just kind of really being honest and trying to figure out how to make it work within the confines of. Of logistics, of you know legality, of safety, of you know taking care of yourself and your business, and trying to maneuver the different laws and you know, you know available options, you know financially, and, you know the support there, and it's just kind of a it's kind of a hot mess, you know. It really, it's really, it's really difficult, and it impacts everybody in different situations differently. And so I think um, we're going to try to do our small part to to help with that. And hopefully we'll have some more information about that for you in the you know next week or two. We'll do a pre-sale and we'll get those out to you. We got a new printer here in the office, and we're gonna fulfill some orders and you know kind of go from there and see what, see what what happens with that. So <sighs> stay tuned for that, folks. So this is episode 149. Mister Tallboy himself. He tells stories of how he came up with his name, his process, what he's up to, what he's been doing some mentors and just really some uh some really great insight you know i think that one of the things i love and we'll give you a little teaser leading into it you know as long as it's sick he's gonna keep doing it and so this is a sick episode we're really proud we're happy to be back we missed you all without further ado here's episode 149 tall boy 16 ounce canvas we're back hello and welcome to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas we are very excited to have with us today, checking in from Salem, Massachusetts, Mr. Tallboy himself. 
We came to learn of him through his work that he's done with High Roller Lobster, but specifically the crew over Abyssal Brothers, you know, our love for Vacation Land in Maine. So just want to, uh, you know, thank him for making the opportunity and being available to join us. You can follow along with his adventures uh, online. You go to nightwatchstudios.com. And then uh, if you're following along on Instagram, you can see some of the new prints and murals that's working on and just tagging shit up all over town. Tallboy666. Thanks so much for joining us today, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it is. Uh, it was a no-brainer. Um, if, as folks have listened, we were big supporters of, of all things kind of Maine, and you had done some work with High Roller, I think maybe a T-shirt or something like that, and we followed along with that, and I was telling you in the intro, we were just hoping that they were like, oh, they're in that, that kind of – that community up there is pretty incestuous, and everyone's working with each other, and you see people all over the place. So I was like, he's got to do a label somewhere soon. So we've been following along, and then – you, uh, you you dropped that label with with Bissell, which was awesome, and uh, it was just a kind of a, a no brainer for us to to have you on the podcast. Uh, was it worth a visit? Uh, worth a lifetime, which is pretty fitting, and it just it's uh, really cool yep. to be able to capture your you know, your essence on a on a label because what you do usually is just so full of life, and the colors you use really is a scream. And so I thought it was just a great uh just a great you know way to uh bring that to life knowing how much everyone up there is so proud of you know portland especially so it's awesome yeah thanks man that was uh that was super cool um it just kind of worked itself out kind of like you said i did um i did a t-shirt with the high roller a few years ago Mm -hmm. and then so i we kind of hit it off they're just awesome dudes and um and then few years went by and i did another t-shirt and a mural with them and now peter bissell is one of the owners over there too so got in contact with him and you know one thing led to another and then we did that uh worth a visit worth a lifetime can label and um it was kind of like peter's idea and peter's vision and i just did it in my style and we went crazy with the colors and it it was really fun because it was a little bit different for me. It's still my style, but subject matter wise, it was, it was really kind of more of a collaboration. And the beer was awesome too. It was a triple IPA, super strong, but really like easy drinking kind of for that for that uh, high alcohol percentage. So yeah, it was awesome, man. I love it up there. Yeah, my I mean- favorite place to go. Yeah, exactly. And so we're just uh, in the midst of all of this, whatever this new normal is, and you know, quote unquote, this. But it really just excited to get back up there. But we, yeah. like I said, we came up there. We go up every summer now for like the last seven, eight years. And so Portland's been kind of a newfound like love of ours. Uh, and yeah. so we were at High Roller the first year, and I, you know, I, I rave about the lobster grilled cheese. And so, we, but with the expansion and then see that massive mural you did it just like it is perfect it is just great man so it's just if you haven't checked it out you can go to you know high rollers instagram you can go to you know you can see tall boys you know tall boy 666 night watch studios and it's just it's perfect right on the back patio and you know uh, i got a great photo of me and pete where you know we met up last summer and it's just like it's just it just brings people together it really just kind of embodies because they have that kind of the edge to them you know but then they go with the you know the red and white kind of you know has that real clean throwback diner vibe and they're you know they're big tattoo guys and just kind of brings it all together. So I think you're a great you know sometimes just the art just fits like a place and that, I think you're 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 it just fits perfectly there. Thank you, man. Yeah, I I don't 
I like never want to like choose favorites or anything, but I like that, like of, of all the murals and stuff I've done, but that's absolutely one of my favorites I've ever done just because like that back patio, they did such a good job at the build out and they put like crushed uh, shells down instead of like mulch or something. And just like the shape of it and that giant wall. And uh, we did like a, we did like a smash through effect on the, uh, on the brick, which I had never done anything like that before. So I don't know. It was just like a lot of new things that I haven't done before. And I was just stoked with the outturn. And those dudes were like treating us so well the whole time, just like giving us free food and beer. And it was just like the perfect week up there. It was like a little vacation where we got to paint. Yeah, man. That's what I really just you know, love about that crew. If you go in and all these little accent pieces from in the breweries or, the restaurants and it just embodies kind of like okay this is so and so and it has a story i met this guy from this and this you know it just it's not just like yeah. hey let's have a transactional you buy my shit and you leave relationship it's like they're they're all in like they're all in on main and they love it and they love that community and they, the whole area just like supports others like it's like it's very selfless which is cool yeah yeah, the whole scene up there is awesome, and I don't know. It, I don't know if it's because it's up in Maine, it's like further away from stuff, but it's just like their scene is just so sick, and it's like such a cool town. Um, it sucks to see like right now with all like the way restaurants are being affected and stuff with all this shit, shit going on right now. But I mean, they're going to be back up and running and back at it. Like hopefully they get get up sooner than later, but. It's just awesome up there. I can't wait to get back. Yeah, I bet there's so many of us who just like can't wait to just throw whatever monies we have at them to help out. So yeah, I definitely. Uh, oh yeah. If you haven't had a chance to, folks, I have to do it myself. But yeah, make sure you call if you can and just get yourself a gift card. You know, and you'll you'll use it later. But it just helps them with some little extra cash flow. So stuff like that is really important. But let's uh, go back in the the way back machine and you know tell us how you discovered or found your love of art. You know your style it's really unique again folks you haven't you're not following along you should know uh, tallboy666 uh, on instagram 665 was taken so he had to use 666 and um <laughs> right it's just it your work is really vivid it's but it's kind of sometimes dark which is really fun because like you use skeletons and kind of like you know a little uh you know tongue-in-cheek subject matter but then you use these fluorescent like warm colors but then you have like you know death and little you know a little darker edge to it so i, I that's what i also did it's like tongue-in-cheek you know kind of spoofs on some shit and and it really yeah. just kind of uh resonates with the you know the skating skating culture reminds me of uh i haven't skated in years and we were joking earlier about the last time i skated i broke my ankle but just like kind of like the old school de all those old school decks and stuff and a lot of your pieces you know yeah. turn into skateboard decks which is you know especially the santa cruz stuff which is what i used to ride it's uh it's awesome Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. Um, that would probably answer your question right there, like tying it back to skateboarding, I guess. Like, um, when I was a kid, I definitely liked art and stuff, just drawing, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was like fully obsessed with it. It probably just drew as much as any other kid, maybe, maybe a little bit more, but um, I, I think it was just like skateboarding. It's, if anything, because um, I had an older brother who was into like music and punk and skating and stuff, but 
it's just the graphics on the bottom of skateboards. Like I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not like old enough to remember like the eighties skateboard graphics. So when I grew up, it was more like toy machine and stuff like that, which also like holds a dear place in my heart because Ed Templeton is like the pro that owns that company, but he's also the artist that does all the art for it. And I just thought that was like the coolest thing. The dude's a pro skateboarder who draws all the art for his skateboard company. It was like insane. So I think just thinking back to like my early teens, um, I was just obsessed with skateboarding and skateboard graphics and skate videos and just everything skateboarding. So that would definitely be like a clear, like a clear path to like what defined my style for art. Mm. Yeah. And skaters are like the ultimate DIY like crew. Like, you know, like they were, they were shooting videos before there was GoPros and shit like that. And just like kind of like yeah. point of view style and just really just kind of like figuring it out. And I don't know. I always just thought that was like, you get these big ass VHS tapes and just be, you know, dudes, you know, and just the thing of the editing and all this stuff before it was like easy to do. Right. And it was always just kind of like against yeah. the grain and just kind of, uh, yeah. Like you were saying, you know, earlier you used to have, you know, do a zine and stuff like that. It just, it kind of just fits that whole, you know, a little bit like yeah. fuck the world. We're going to do this on our own. You know, you're saying we can't, you know, we can't skate in your park or whatever. We're just going to do it. And it, that's what I love about it. Yeah. Or, or more, more so even just like, how do we, how do we do something like that? I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Well, fuck it. Let's just do it. You know, you yeah. have to start somewhere. So you just pick up what you have and just make it happen. Yeah. That's so all like, early, like all the old videographers, like, like when you look at their past, yeah. a lot of them just have that like I was the kid with the camera, like right. My parents had a camera and I was yeah. the kid who's like or I could get it I was the kid that they trusted at school to like let me rent it out for the couple days over the weekend, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like we would steal my parents like video camera that they would do home home movies on and like go out skateboarding with it and like hope to God like a skateboard doesn't shoot out and smash it in the lens and just like ruin our fucking whole families <laughs> yeah right like yeah but yeah we used to just like build jump ramps and quarter pipes in the in the driveway and just like learn to drop in and kick turn and all that shit and uh just make stupid videos and just try to do what we saw on those vhs tapes yeah that's such a so yeah it's just amazing that now just like okay you can you can go go skate with your boys in the park I guess I haven't done it in decades, but just the idea, like, and it's uploaded by the end of the day and editing with a couple clicks here and there. So it's just really come a long way, but you can, it's, it's, just, it's the yeah. same, it's the same idea though. It's just being, making it a little easier, you know, you can then take the edits of the bed, the falls and make those into, you know, blooper reels and stuff like that. But it's just a, uh, it's a, it's a really great. Yeah, I was like, I was like 100% obsessed with skateboarding in high school. It's like all I wanted to do. I definitely like wanted to be a pro skater. I'd make videos with my friends and I think I'm just like very obsessive. So I was obsessed with skating back then. And then I think over the years I got more and more obsessed with art. So yeah, like you said, I haven't, I don't skate nearly as much as I used to. I still get out and skate when I can and when there's like a, decent enough group of friends to skate with and i don't know just try to have fun but yeah i fully obsessed with 
drawing and art now. It's like all I do. It's a good problem to have, man. Now, earlier on, were you were you customizing your own your own decks, or was that like was that kind of like did you do that early on, or were you just like wanted to yeah. have? Yeah. Well, mostly I would um, maybe take like paint markers and draw on like the grip tape, like right. just like maybe like I mean always skulls. I mean that's just like the go-to, especially when you're like a kid who is into skate graphics. Like I had. It was, like, probably the earlier days of the internet when I was skateboarding, so I could, like, type in, like, puss head, like, old-school skateboard graphics and just, like, those really stippled skulls, like, really, I don't know. When I saw those, like, like Pusshead did those old boards for Zorlac, and then he was doing, like, Metallica graphics. Like, when I, when I saw those, I was like, holy shit, like, I need to draw, like, figure out how to draw something as cool as that, and then, you know try to and it looks horrible and then just keep trying to copy that style until it looks somewhat badass and <laughs> just go from there yeah oh yeah i think mine was like a, a phoenix maybe i think the one i like like loved like was like yeah or like a drag it was i bet it was like flaming orange and reds and yellows which is good because i'm colorblind so like i think that's why also your style <laughs> like resonates with me because I'm, I'm pretty sure i know most of the colors you're using so like they're kind of yeah they pop out at me. So some of these, some folks art doesn't resonate as well. Like I really like, I really like black and white and I really like kind of like in your face neon and like really bright colors. I think, yeah. like, I think in my, my head, I'm like, I know what that color is. <laughs> and that gives me happiness. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I use mostly just straight up neon colors and I'll try to like, um, like I'll try to keep it simple enough. Cause like, I, I don't have it anymore, but I used to have like a big screen printing setup where I'd print my own posters and stuff. Okay. I got really like obsessed with like black light posters and just the, just the amount of like color and detail you can get by using just yellow, pink and blue. And like they're, um, they're so transparent that you could just lay yellow over blue and form green or throw some, throw some like yellow half tones over like pink and create like almost like a salmon color. So it's just like so much you can do. It's just like so fun. So yeah, definitely became obsessed with that and haven't really gotten out of that mindset yet, but so you're I just love using like, neon colors. You're doing your own screen printing for a while. Oh, that's like a whole, art yeah. thing of like that. That's a level of detail and, passion i think is completely underappreciated just when you see it when you see it like it's just it's cr you're, you're nuts man yeah i, I respect that it's a lot awesome. well like so um I, I guess skipping ahead a little bit like when i was in college i took a screen printing class and just got like super obsessed with it and by the time the semester was over i i felt like i just learned like some of the techniques and stuff to make it look semi-good but it was over so I was asking the professor, like, how I can keep screen printing. And uh, I was like, can I just take the class again? Like, I'll pay for it. And he was like, um, maybe I'll get you, like, an internship. So he got me an internship at a shop where I interned for the summer and then ended up working there for five years. So I, like, learned kind of, like, the ins and outs of, like, apparel printing and then uh, just basically did my own, like, poster printing from there like on the side after that i love the fact you said can i just take your class again like can you can we just do that again like, yeah. yeah 
I don't know. There's, yeah. not, there's not many classes you take. You're like, I want to do that again. Like, let's go. It's like, all right. And he was like, eh, I feel bad taking your money, dude. Like, I can get you a job where they're going to, like, at least get you some free supplies out of it. Yeah. That's excellent. So from a process standpoint, how are you bringing your stuff to life? Are you, is it hand drawing? Are you digital? What's the, what's your, what are you using now? Or kind of how have you evolved your style? You know, obviously those neon colors are, a key element to, to some of your works, but what's the, what's yeah. your process like? Um, yeah. So the process I go by is basically everything starts in a sketchbook. Um, I do have an iPad now, which I've kind of substituted for having a sketchbook with me all the time. So it's just like so easy to just sketch and procreate and use the layers and just re like really dial in your design when it's still in the sketching process. Like, I've found that the iPad, like maybe more than anything for me, it's really helpful with like planning and sketching and saving a lot of like whiteout and eraser dust. Um, but yeah, I'll just start with the sketch. And then once I get it like dialed in, I'll either print it out on a big piece of paper and put it on a light table and then put like, and then I'll ink it on um, Bristol paper using like Micron pens or Sakura graphic pens. But yeah, most of my inking for like the the bigger detail, like stippled pieces, is all is all hand drawn. And then I'll scan it in and um, use like Photoshop to get all those halftone gradients and stuff that I that I used to use a lot for screen printing but it kind of defined my style so I, i'll still use those a lot just because i really like how the halftone patterns look because it kind of throws it back to just like the old school comic books and skate graphics when they were all still screen printed and stuff like that it gives it kind of like a throwback look which i really try to try to mimic old pieces yeah i think your work is a uh... It's like a modern day kind of uh, homage to like just you know way back like the the vibe of way back and it's kind of cool just to see you know see that appreciation for it and still this day because I think because people love that stuff I mean I think it's there's definitely a a community and you know it fits especially in the you know skating and surfing cultures and you know uh, mu even music so I just it's really yeah I think it's it's I think what you do is you show like you kind of tip your cap to it but you make it your own so it's not just like okay like when you're we, you know when you're younger you're like tracing stuff and trying to figure out how it's drawn yeah but yeah, yeah that kind of you know you're then and then you have the aha moment like oh i see what they did here and this is how they they yeah. structured this together and, and just kind of right so it's, it's killer oh thanks man yeah like um like you're from the east coast right yeah so you're from probably around this area just um like, especially I feel like us being from up here, like that California style is just like so cool because it's so foreign, you know, like um, my wife is from San Diego. So like when oh, we go God. out there and I see palm trees, I'm just like, what the hell? Like, this is so sick. You know, I like feel like I'm in Hawaii and she's like, she's like, dude, this is it's just a palm tree chill, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just like super obsessed with that style. It has like a, yeah, it's like an icon, like an icon that just like insinuates this whole vibe or feeling. Yeah, because we were out to San Diego like a year and a half ago, and it was just like 
people were just going to work and we're like, there's palm trees and people were just chill. And like, and, our, and so like for them, it was just like, this is our everyday man. And I don't know. And you just like, you just jump in and you're like, I could live here. Yeah. It's so different. Yeah. And I did, I, we, we did live out there for a year. It was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, the, uh, that like aesthetic is just like really sick. And I try to just go for that, which is like sick that, you know, eventually I ended up being able to work with Santa Cruz because that kind of just happened, which is something I never would have thought would ever happen. But, um, yeah, seemed like a, it seemed like something that would, that was just like so far out of reach and just, you know, shit just falls into place sometimes, I guess. Yeah, people, you know, your work resonates with folks, and I think that, yeah, so you probably had to try that really cool, like, hey, we're thinking about wanting to work with you, and you're like, fuck, dude, this is Santa Cruz, and you're like, uh, yeah, you're like, all right, gotta, gotta keep a game face here, gotta be professional. <laughs> yeah, I was so not seeing that, like, <laughs> subject, seeing that subject line in, in my email, it's like, subject line, Santa Cruz skateboard graphic, I'm just like, whoa. And then, like, the email address is from, like, NHS.com. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. So That's cool. so great. Yeah. And again, folks, if you go to nightwatchstudios.com, I mean, your client roster from, you know, PBR, High Roller, you know, Santa Cruz, we were just talking about. I think, well, I think maybe I'm trying, I was trying to figure out where I first kind of started following along it was I'm a big fish guy so I think you'd done a, a poster for them or a few and so I think that's really where where it might have oh, started yeah. and then kind of you know just six degrees of separation with the the Portland crew and kind of went from there yeah yeah I think doing a poster with fish kind of like got a lot of new eyes on our website because that kind of came out of um it, it was kind of unexpected too like I never listened to them before, but the art director emailed us and we were talking and she's like really cool. And um, I don't know, they, they were just like really easy to work with. She was just like very open to letting me do whatever I want, which is always a plus, you know? So that, that happened. And then they gave us some posters and then we just like put them in our store and weren't really ready for what, I was gonna like, say, dude. I, I was like, oh, I, I see where this is going. I'm like, yeah, you probably like, fucking hounded like a dog. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Like, I don't even understand how it happened because before we even put the posters on the store, we were getting emails and messages about about them, like when they'll be available and stuff. And uh, I was like, how do you even know? <laughs> like, no one has even announced it yet. It was like maybe on a blog or something i don't i have no idea but you know that was something that was a new experience and i mean those things those things sold sold out but that was pretty fun because like i did the boston show so is that fenway park so got to do like a little boston cityscape you know it's kind of like my hometown deal there so it was cool yeah the fans self you know i, I i've I say this and it sounds weird. I've only seen them like 75 times, maybe a little bit more, but like I got, I have friends who've seen them like insane amounts, but the Fenway shows are huge. And I remember the first time they ever played there, we went and we got tickets and we were right on the field, like, and we could like touch the green monster, like from the field level, like before the show yeah. started. And it was just like, I haven't been, I've, I've been, haven't been to Fenway for a baseball game. I've been there for a concert. It was kind of, it's, which is kind of yeah. weird. So, yeah. yeah. 
but the fans, yeah, the fans find out and then they know the process that the artist gets a, you know, percentage of it, like gets a small you know run of the posters to sell themselves. And, you know, we've yeah. had uh, Drew Millward on before and you know, I've seen his, yeah, his stuff get destroyed with that too when he puts them up. And so it's, uh, yeah, if you, yeah. they'll buy they'll buy almost anything. Yeah. Yeah. Feverish collectors, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, especially if you went to the shows. Like I used to just try to get them, and then I was like, "There's." They became an every show, not every tour poster. And so, yeah. But like they sell them like hours. Like it's just I don't know. It you have to get in like hours and hours before the doors open, and then you're like inside, and it's just, so it's like a whole. There's like a whole culture of it. I mean, it's it's basically to tie it back. It's very similar to like beer culture where folks wait in line for hours before the beers are even, you know, released to get them. So it's kind of, you know, which is good, you know, yeah. game respects. Yeah. Game. Really. Yeah. Really good. Uh, comparison there. Like when, like when Bissell comes out with a new release or something, the, yeah. the lines all the way down past the, uh, cryptozoology museum, past the big, Bigfoot. Yeah, I was up there. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I did. I've done the Bissell line a couple of times, and it's really, it was really nice. I did, I remember one time I did it was like before the Super Bowl, and I'm from, I'm born and raised in Philly, and I live in Connecticut now, but so it was like Eagles Patriots, and I was getting some, but even I was getting some shit, but it wasn't like heck, like Boston heckling. It was like Maine heckling, which is like a lot nicer. Like it was definitely wasn't, it was just like, oh, look at this guy, Philadelphia, hot. but like Boston, they were like, you know, throwing shit at me and what have you. So yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, it wasn't like a Boston asshole who's going to, like, try to kick your ass or right. something. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, ah, oh, Tom Brady. I, hey, I'm like, all right, really? yeah, whatever. Oh, my God. It's so insane. Yeah. So but, insane. Um, the, print, the print shop I used to work at, we would print a lot of, like, the Yankees suck t-shirts, just, like, <laughs> talk, talk shit about other mm-hmm. teams. So, yeah, we printed some crazy shirts, like, um, like Derek Jeter, like, takes it up the ass or something. Like, I don't know, just, like, the most insane like fucking t-shirts talking shit about other things like lebron is a bitch like just i don't know and those things those things fly fly off the shelves <laughs> right yeah it's just like all right like all right I'll, I'll buy that that sounds like a good idea it's like all right someone i was thinking that and now someone's making it so yeah i what they do is they just like pull up a van outside fenway or like outside the garden and just just sell them on the street <laughs> Good old bootleg T-shirt, man. Nothing better. Yeah. Now, recently, I guess a couple weeks ago, you know, if you can go to Tallboy six 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 on Instagram, you know, you were throwing up some, you know, uh, spray paint and some kind of uh, murals. I guess on is that something that you've kind of uh, do more of now? Are you comfortable with spray paint? Is that always been one of your kind of tools, or is that something now with the murals you use it more? Yeah, exactly. Now that I've started doing murals i i use it more like growing up skateboarding with like my friends i'm from lynn massachusetts it's got it's kind of like a it's got like um lynn lynn city of sin it's got like kind of a bad (laughs) reputation but like i mean definitely there are some bad things about it so the reputation doesn't it definitely is true but uh (laughs) in some ways but growing up like with skate skateboarders and like all my friends in there like a lot of them a lot of my skate friends would would tag and do graffiti and stuff like that and I was was just like way too scared because they'd be like getting arrested and like getting in fights and stuff I'm like oh no I just want to skate but so like 
was always kind of intimidated by it. But when I started doing like murals and stuff and getting more familiar with like using spray paint, I realized that I just like really like it. It's just like, it's kind of similar, I guess, to like the type of pens that I use. Like the Micron pens have like a round, like just like a circular tip. And it, if you get up like close to the wall, the spray paint is kind of like the same thing. So I can like try to stipple with it and stuff and just like try to make it look like how I would draw on paper. And um, yeah, the more murals I did, like the more things I would try, like try to do like some blends and stuff. I'm, I mean, I'm absolutely still learning and like by far not like a good spray painter by by like graffiti standards and stuff like that. But um yeah it's maybe like my favorite thing to do right now yeah it's definitely a bucket list for me just but i i what you're saying before like i grew up in philly and there was definitely stretches of like the city back when i was growing up that were just you know these killer tags you'd see them on the l or the subway or you take the train and, and the, you could just yeah they're perfectly placed so you're on mass transit and they, they were just there but you knew the lore of it that they a they made this badass piece or their their tag or whatever but they did it in like the dark night and they did it like ready to run like a 40 yard dash any second yeah. and so the yeah. idea now that it's like people are getting commissioned to be like oh yeah come to our community center and spray paint a fucking mural and no yeah. one and no one you don't have to run anywhere and you can do it like the peace of mind and relaxation it's just like it just shows how it's just a how art is just being celebrated a lot more than it's been you know at any point in time yeah that's that's huge like my my hometown does like um they do beyond walls and land every summer where they just do like these insane murals and they fly in artists from all over the world but they also have like some local graffiti artists that they that they include which i think is pretty awesome because they're like not kind of ignoring what it used to be but they're kind of like giving some props to like the people that used to do it illegally and stuff because it's such a huge culture and cities you know um but yeah it's it's crazy man like, i lived in philly for like a year or so a year and a half or so too um so yeah i know what you're talking about there's so much good graffiti down there too yeah now and now it's just we're like just over, oh sorry we we're just over in barcelona and like oh, the, wow. the graffiti like the street art scene over there is awesome like the, there there are tags but like a lot of them are more graphic like like uh like figures and like little cartoon dogs and stuff just like really creative tags over there i was like pretty blown away by the sick graffiti yeah i were it makes yeah that there's that part of, i've seen that part of miami uh part of miami that's uh it's just like the murals like graffiti and mural like mural city which is awesome it's just yeah it's just been great yeah. it just like there's now websites you can go to and you know you've got to find it and like hunt it down and see all this cool stuff so it's been yeah that's a really i mean that's that's always now part of our like even we were talking about before about ryan adams and like he's got a few pieces around like the Portland area. And so the last time we were up there, I was just talking with him and I was like, where can I find some of your, you know, stuff that maybe isn't, you know, and he was like, Oh, if you go to this store or here, they commissioned something. And it was just like, it's just like people are going about their everyday business. And I was just like super excited to see these pieces he blew up. And, you know, it's just kind of, uh, it was just funny. They were like, I'm taking pictures and people are trying to shop and move around. I'm like, Oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Adams art is all over Portland. Like there's, um, Art, the the artist and craftsman supply up there he 
painted like the whole wall outside of the art store. That's where it was. Yeah, that's where I went. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. yeah, like and it's like amazing. And I'm like, people are going in and out. And I'm like trying to get like the wide. I'm trying to be Ansel Adams in the photos, and he, yeah. you know, it's like it's so great. Yeah, his art's awesome, and he's an awesome dude too. Like when I was doing the um, when I was doing the high roller mural out on the back patio, I didn't have any like skinny caps to try to like get the the black line detail in so i hit him up and he like brought brought me down a bunch of spray paint caps and like hung out a little bit like i i had never met him before so it's just like a super cool thing to do um but yeah that dude rules yeah he's as good as yeah he's just good people and it's like oh thank god like that's the best because like it's like i love this person's art but then like if they're an asshole or they're a dick which is okay but, i mean it just doesn't make it as good right so it just takes it to another level yeah. yeah yeah i don't know if i've ever met like maybe i don't know i don't know if i've ever met like somebody whose art i really like that was like a complete asshole like oh, i wish good. i had a story like that i know a lot of people do but i don't think i have one luckily <laughs> yeah we've been we've been pretty pretty blessed like we definitely have some interviews where it's like pulling teeth and it's just like hey d- let me tell me about this and there's like i did this nah. and it's like no like or like yes or no answers so yeah, i have a couple and it's just those are the tougher ones where it's just like okay and you know it's like three word answers yes i did do that oh, okay great um <laughs> next question uh, yes no <laughs> Like, all right, we're done. That was five minutes. So now you kind of, you have a little, you know, some of your stuff, I think it's Barf Master is one of them, but like that, you know, play off, uh, you know, the, the tall, you know, and your, your, your handle or you know, your, your name. How long have you been going by tall boy? What's the, what's the story there? Oh, that's a good question. Um, in, in college, I, so I went to Salem State College in Salem, Mass. And, um, like I'd always, I always like really liked people who had like pen names, like the artist, uh, neck face who's like a graffiti artist. Like I just, I just think it's like super cool to have like a creative name for yourself. And like, I don't know, I guess I thought it was like kind of boring to just like write your first and last name at the bottom of a piece, especially cause I was getting into more like just weirdo shit that I'm like, this feels weird to sign with just like my birth name you know so I was like I was always thinking of like what would be a cool name and then um I drew something in college for like an illustration class that was like pretty I don't know it was weird it was like we we had to do like a political cartoon for an assignment and they were like watch the debates and it was like McCain versus Obama and they were like, watch the debates and do a political cartoon based off of it. And I was like, watching the debate, and it's just like so boring. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Like, this is just, I don't know. I just get so bored with that shit. So, and they just kept talking about offshore drilling. So I just drew them on like a desert island having sex, and it just said offshore drilling. And it had like Obama and McCain boning with like a couple beer beer bottles next to him. <laughs> and I just wrote Tall Boy on the bottom, and that was like, that was the first time I wrote it. Do you still have that piece? I definitely have it somewhere. My brother, my brother who he's, he's pretty funny. Like, I don't know. He's not much of like someone who would be like, Hey, I really like that art you did. You know, he's kind of like more, he's a little more cold. He's like older brother type. He doesn't want to like give pressed, you too much slack. Yeah. Like, uh, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Like he pressed, um, 
he, his band like made a seven inch and he used that that piece for like their inside sleeve art and i was like oh shit my brother liked it <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's like how i found out right yeah you're like oh he never said anything nice about it but now he's using it for merchandise it must yeah it must be good yeah <laughs> yeah i definitely have it i saw it like a couple of years ago i have it somewhere in like these piles of paper that i have all my originals in but yeah i showed it to my professor and he was like i mean i was like always like a really good student and like quiet and polite and stuff and he's like oh you must not you must not have been yourself that day when you drew this and i was like no i think that's like actually me being myself <laughs> he's like oh Oh man, I totally uh, underestimated you. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, raised so... by like basically looking up to like Beavis and Butthead and like The Simpsons and stuff, you know. So that stuff's always in the back of your mind. Just like I'm like, oh shit, I can actually have fun while drawing in college, you know? Like who who fucking cares? <laughs> And we are back. It feels fucking good to say that, folks. Excuse my language. Eh. But this is just, uh, I think this is a great episode to come back to. I really you know, appreciate Tall Boy for being a part of this, telling his story, his trials and you know tribulations, adventures, and bumps and bruises along the way, and just really awesome. I mean, I love people's story. I love... To find out how you got to where you are, how you're doing what you're doing. I mean, I know personally and professionally where, you know, 40-plus-year-old AJ is is way different than the mess of a man I was in my 20s. I that doesn't mean I didn't have a good time, and that wasn't part of the, the story and the adventure. But it just all it's all about perspective. It's all relative, especially now more than ever, really kind of trying to look big picture and realize, you know, where we've come, how we've evolved. And it's just great to be able to kind of uh, lead that adventure, lead those stories, and you know, and share these interesting and you know, really creative folks' uh, adventures along the way. Remember Nightwatch uh, Studios. You can check them out on the on the World Wide Web's NightwatchShop.com to buy some stuff. I'm kicking myself. They just put out a hippies uh, use a side door kind of neon black light, you know, uh, throwback. Uh, print and the fucker sold out so happy for you tall boy not happy for me uh you can follow along with tall boy tall boy 666 you can follow that along on instagram you also go to nightwatchstudios.com and find out more information there follow them on instagram at nightwatch studios it's really great and our hope this week is a we're just excited to be back part of that is that we really want to celebrate maine we want to use this week to really focus on you know the the restaurants and the the breweries and the artists and the, and just the people you know at the end of the day these are just stories about people and now more than ever we need some feel good stories we need to come together we need to celebrate each other we need to you know champion success help each other out you know when we fall down pick each other back up and just be there for each other so each week we're really going to try to you know with some of the New interviews and you know guests are really going to try to find ways to better understand how we can support them, how we can 
you know, promote them more than we do. Just really trying to think of new ways to, to get more involved and, and make a difference. You know, we're, we're trying to do our the Art of Craft Beer shows. We did have one scheduled for uh, Philly Beer Week, but that has uh, been, we'll just say it's been postponed. We want to remain positive and uh, hope we come out on the other side and we'll maybe share some of the creative stuff that we'd worked on for that. But tallboy666 on Instagram, nightwatchstudios.com, at nightwatchstudios on Instagram. Go support, follow along, obviously support Bissell, High Roller Lobster, you know, Standard Gastro Pub, Navarre Res, you know, there's some other greats up there that we love, Oxbow and, you know, Good Fire. And, you know, if we we didn't mention, you know, the, the crew over, you know, at, uh, you know, Founda- you know, Foundation and Definitive and Allagash and really just, you know, there, there's so many greats, Austin Street, that we're going to definitely worry and forget somebody. So we do apologize about that. But, you know, we've been, uh, we've been blessed. Maine is uh, really near and dear to us. It's a place that we, you know, hope to get back to sooner than later. And we look forward to celebrating all. So let's get back into it. Let's keep that going. This is a long episode. It's a good one. So here it is. Part two, Tallboy. Tallboy666 on IG. Nightwatch Studios. We are the 16-ounce canvas. You can follow us by using the Google machine, 16OZ Canvas, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have some kind words to say or you like clicking on five stars, you know, please do so wherever it is you ingest us. We would appreciate that. We thank you. We thank you. And here we go. Part two, just for you. Episode 149. Was that kind of a a pivot point or a key moment where you were able to look and realize... You can still do what you love and, you know, still be a little off color and yeah. such too? Probably because that was like probably towards the end of college where I was like, oh, I actually don't really, I'll probably be out of here soon, you know? And uh, I was already interning at the print shop, which was like, so the print shop was like probably that pivotal thing that happened to me where, where I got the internship. Um, it was a bunch of dudes that, played in hardcore bands who started a print shop like in the same building of the hardcore record labels death wish and bridge nine so they were all in salem in the same building at that time and that's where my professor got me the internship and these dudes were all artists they're all musicians they had like old old like zorlax skateboards and santa cruz boards hanging in the shop and it was just like it was really like just I really lucked out getting placed in that internship. And then these dudes basically, you know, they, they hazed me and harassed me because I was the, um, the intern. But then, I mean, basically we all became like insanely good friends and we're all still friends to this day. And like, they gave me a lot of direction and how to like pursue a career in art and stuff by just doing like, Stuff for like my friends' bands, you know, or like a small skateboard shop or whatever, you know, just those baby steps towards like making art into a career somehow. Yeah. Now, what was the name of the? Let's give some. Let's give some props to the. Yeah, the, the Liberated Images. Liberated Images. They're still they're um they're in Peabody, Mass now, and uh, we still print all of our shirts with them. Like they're family, basically. So. Yeah, and they do good work. They're all artists. So liberated images. 
screen printing. Hell yeah. Liberated, liberatedimages.com. Check them out. I think that's great. I mean, that just, I don't know. We always say kind of the jobs you have early on are sometimes not in your situation, but sometimes the shitty jobs are the best jobs, but it just really, yeah, it's just really I have important. plenty of those. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. They're the, like we always say like some people, a lot of, a lot of times people working for, you know, nine to five, you know, kind of grind jobs, but they learn some stuff. But I just think to have somebody almost mentor you and you don't realize it and you're kind of uh, young where you're, you're not jaded yet. And to have fish folks show you like, Hey, you can still do art, but not have to be, you know, an art director, uh, you know, doing a magazine, you know, trying to get people to buy a product that you don't give a shit about. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of nice. You yeah. Know? It, it's, it's definitely not easy. And, you know, you guys are got big balls and you're really kind of going for it. And it's really just, you know, I always am impressed. I mean, cause you're basically, you're a small business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're doing it and you're kind of, you know, sowing your own path, you know, and it's, uh, it, it makes it even harder. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's like not, not like, uh, it's not like I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur and a small business owner, you know, it's like, yeah. I want to be an artist, but right. then, yeah. you know, we hit like that, that like sweet spot where like Instagram started and then you can promote your art and then you can have it direct to your big cartel or whatever. And all this shit was evolving as we were, you know. I was still like working at the print shop, printing my own graphics on shirts after work, you know, just, just doing it for fun. And then, you know, it just, it just grows from there. And now it's just like this, almost like a business plan. Like you want to be an artist, sign up for Instagram and do it. And, you know, it's now it's, there's like so much, the, the market is so flooded now. It's a little different, but it was just kind of, it was really fucking fun to have that all happening, just like, and just kind of letting it work itself out. And all of a sudden, me and my wife are like, shit, we got a business. <laughs> yeah. You may have said nightwatchstudios.com. How'd you come to, how'd you come to name the, the business Nightwatch Studios? What was the, what was the story there? So it wasn't. It doesn't have anything to do with Game of Thrones, so that was like kind of a big question for a few years there. Um, Honestly, dude, if that's what you told me, I would have it would have it would have been the most disappointing thing ever. If you're like, well, we're really the people of the Night's Watch, and I would have been like, what the yeah. fuck? I mean, I, I like Game of Thrones, but that would not yeah, have fit, no, I, that would not have fit your vibe at all. I, I would have been I would have been crushed, man. I'd been really crushed. Like, a, yeah. yeah, great show, but right. not something Completely I would separate. name my, you guys my, can uh, coexist. Yeah, separately. <laughs> Yeah. My business office. Yeah. So, okay. That, this is a pretty cool story too. Um, when we lived in uh, San Diego, me and my wife went to the, um, it was a museum of torture, like torture instruments. So they had crazy shit, like these chastity belts that you wear. And if you get a boner, you get stabbed, you know, shit like that. <laughs> and like, um, you know, just like, the Iron Maiden, the casket that when you close the casket, there's big, big metal spikes that stab you when you're in there. And it's a pretty brutal exhibit. It was honestly like kind of made you feel a little sick. But there was one instrument that was like pyramid shaped and it was called the night, the night watch. Um, and you would like lower, lower a person onto it. And the tip of the pyramid would like go up their ass and 
you would lower them further and further onto it to like torture them. And I guess some of those muscles up there when they're like bothered like that, you can't sleep or pass out or whatever. So it's like called the night watch, like you're up all night or whatever, just suffering. It's brutal. But yeah, I I wouldn't say our company is that brutal, but um, I don't know. We like the pyramid shape. So we worked the all seeing eye into our first logo. We're like, yeah, Nightwatch Studios, let's go. (laughs) But yeah, there's definitely a pretty brutal meaning behind the name. But we were thinking of it more like, you know, we're making it's like weird art, kind of crazy art, like it's, you know, fits in with the instruments of torture. <laughs> yeah, and you're trying to come up with your own business, so you're kind of a yeah, you're a masochist in yourself, and you're up all night, right, working on shit. <laughs> there and, you yeah, go, there yeah. you go. Yeah, maybe subconsciously that too. But yeah. yeah, it started with a zine. It started with a zine. So we we really wanted to like like my wife always wanted to be a gallery curator, and then so and I was like, well. I've always wanted to like do art shit too. So let's try to have a gallery. And then we're like, we have no money. Like, where are we going to rent a space and pay rent and like try to sell art? It's just like a pretty dismal business plan. So we were like, okay, let's do the exact opposite, the cheapest thing possible. Let's make a zine and just invite all of our favorite artists in and people that we've met and people that we know. And we self published 13 issues and retired it at 13 we felt like that was like a good number you know coinciding with the the whole dark tone to it and stuff and um those were really fun but it was a lot of work and it was time to move on just do more just different projects you know yeah now you're our first guest kind of uh post pandemic or current pan i don't know what whatever in middle of the hell on earth whatever and then how is that um how is that affecting things for you as an artist um i think honestly um as artists we're a little bit more used to the isolation maybe um especially like you know designers and people who are kind of stuck in the studio and like you have to be at your desk or like, you know, at your artboard or whatever. So in that sense, I, I'm like, all right, this isn't too much different. Like now everyone's isolated. Like I'm usually isolated, you know? <laughs> so uh, I, I feel bad for people who are more used to like having like a more social job and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of used to the isolation. I mean, other than all the obvious changes out there with like, you know, our favorite breweries are closed or only doing, you know, curbside pickup or like, you know, our favorite restaurants and bars are closed, you know, that's probably the weirdest part because what we would usually do is, you know, work all day, go to the post office, send out all of our packages for the day. Maybe, you know, if, if it's like, you know, closer to the weekend or something, maybe hit a bar or hit like one of our favorite places to eat or something like that. And now that's just like not an option. So yeah, that's the weird part I'd say. Now with murals and pieces that are outside, is that because of the isolation? Is that still allowing you to work on them because you're not, there'll be no one there to bother you and you just do your thing or that is that not considered essential? How are they treating that? Um, so 
so I'm not quite sure. Like the ones that I did a couple of weeks ago, like I went um, Beverly, Massachusetts, right over the bridge from Salem. Um, some pretty good breweries coming up over there, by the way. Uh, but um, they have they have a free wall, so it's a legal graffiti wall. So um, I have like a bunch of spray paint cans left over from mural jobs and stuff like that, and uh, so I can just like go right over the bridge and go go to that wall and like kind of get get that get that kind of out of me. And um, there's like usually nobody there, or like there'll be like one guy way up the other end of the wall. So it's like that's a pretty good social distance kind of outdoor activity. But yeah, those were I did those the last one of those like a couple weeks ago when. I don't know. I feel like everything's like escalating so quickly and everything's changing all the time. Like I'm not even sure I would go over there because, um, you know, masks and stuff are hard to find like a respirator and shit like that. I'm like, I might go over there, but I'm actually running out of spray paint. The art stores are closed. It's just weird, man. Yeah, it's definitely weird. So I'm glad you have the the iPad is part of their routine now. It's probably allowing you to keep keep the juices going, which is good. Yeah. I just ordered an airbrush too. Like I had an airbrush before, but I sold it when we lived when we moved across the country. Um but I never got like really comfortable with the airbrush, but I really like the effect and it's like basically got the same look as like spray paint but on a smaller scale and you know, you can you can do a lot with that too. So I just ordered a new one. So it's supposed to come next week. So I'll be out in the garage doing some of that. That's good. Yeah. I, I always found spray paint just really impressive. Just to, the, just the ability to do it and then not um, like the, like control the bleed. I think that's just amazing in of itself. Just, you know, anytime I had to use oh, spray yeah. paint, it's just for like nominal, you know, random household things and so just it's like all right yeah. well, if it runs like this spray paint over that spot but just to kind of the control and you know i always find myself down the rabbit hole of like spray paint videos once i watch like one comes like how, yeah. how are they controlling that like that and just yeah and then yeah it's amazing yeah i i, I definitely have a lot to work on in that department too there's a lot of bleed bleeding going on in my pieces but um what's cool with those like those like specialty cans you can buy at the art store and stuff the montana cans and stuff they got like all kinds of different caps you can buy like they have um some of the cans are like lower pressure so if you have like a low pressure can with like a small cap on it you can like get pretty good detail and as long as you're moving like it will minimize the the bleed and stuff so it's a lot it's a lot of fun to learn and uh you know people are cool it's like you ask people for tips and shit like you know a lot of my friends who do it will will tell me what to do or go out painting with me and show me some stuff so lucky in that sense yeah i think the community is pretty pretty willing to do that and even now with videos and people sharing techniques and stuff like that i think yeah. back in the day it was like well if i show somebody this and i'm not gonna be the person to do it but now yeah. it's like hey i can i can have a new you know, fan base this way, I can promote myself this way as not only being, you know, kind of the, the master and the student type thing. And so I think it's just been really, it's, it's really cool. I yeah. think people have kind of gotten a different headspace recently. It's just super fun too. Like, um, 
just being out there, like just being outside and doing art and the fresh air and like, you know, it's up there in public, you know, once you walk away, it could be gone in two seconds, you know, you just got to walk away from it and just have fun in the moment, try to get a picture of it. <laughs> is, is that hard for you? Is that one of the things with the, your pieces that, you know, you can just, uh, it, you just need to kind of get up and be done with it? Or would you spend even more time just try, trying to quote unquote, fine tune it or make tweaks to it? Like, are you, are you good about just being like, okay, it's done and then getting up? Um, if it's like, if it's like a, um, like a commissioned one, like if like high roller or someone like that is, is paying me to do it, I'll definitely make sure it's like as perfect as, as I can physically make it. But if it's just for fun, like, um, if it's just like at the wall, I'll be more loose and quick and just like, just kind of maybe tr take a few more like chances at trying to do something I haven't done before. And then. Yeah, I'm more, I'm much more likely to just walk away if it's just over at the free wall, you know, because I mean, like, it'll be most likely be covered up the next day. Like, it's pretty brutal over there, you know, <laughs> like, people just walk by and just like hit it, you know. <laughs> yeah, like that was cool. Yeah, my, my turn, yeah. Yeah. Now, we talked earlier, you did the camp for, for Bissell and you said it was kind of a different style. Was, was that all digitally did all that or how did, how did that come to be? The Bissell one. Um, okay. So yeah, like I said earlier, I was, I did the mural over at um, high roller. I met, I met Peter there. Like he, I was using this little projector to project the mural and Peter was like, Whoa, look at that tiny ass projector. And he was like super into that. So we got talking about that. And then, um, and then he hit me up like a little bit after I finished the mural and he's like, we're, we're brewing a new beer. Are you interested in doing the, uh, the label? Like it's going to be called worth a visit, worth a lifetime. It's, this is like for, this is like our love letter to, to Maine, basically, you know, like especially Portland, but basically our love letter to Maine. And I was like, I don't know. I was just like pretty honored to be asked to do that. It's just because I know how much these dudes like love Maine and stuff. And I'm, I'm from Mass, you know, I love Maine too, but I'm I'm not from there. So it was pretty cool to be asked to do that. And um he sent me like a photograph of the of the skyline and like all the buildings labeled and stuff and he actually has like a tattoo. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Port. It reminds me of his tattoo. Yeah. yeah, he sent me a picture of his tattoo, like so I don't know. I I took it like really seriously because I didn't want to like fuck up any of the buildings or like the you know how the skyline looked. Like obviously I I did like a pretty you know like a caricature take on it. You know I squeezed them in together and everything. But um but yeah I kind of like studied the buildings and did like sketches of them one by one and that was that project was mostly on the iPad. Um, yeah, I think from start to finish, I actually inked that one on the iPad too, just because it was pretty close to the size of the actual beer label. A lot of times, like if I'm doing a skateboard or something, I'll, if it's going to be like the final pro product is going to be big, I want to kind of ink it as big as possible just to make sure it doesn't look weird, like in its final form, you know? But yeah, um, that was done in procreate and then i think colored in photoshop 
So I, I learned a lot about Procreate with that project, actually. Do you miss the like the tactical nature of like the of the print since you kind of come from that screen printing? Do you feel like is that is that been harder for you to adapt to the doing more digital stuff because it's not like you're saying before you have all these different prints and papers and versions around you know, around your studio now? Like is it is that was that a hard tra harder transition for you because of that? Um, to to start using the iPad. Right, just like for it not to be like I can pull it out of the drawer and be like, there's my sketch, you know, if you did yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, that always feels weird, but honestly, it does feel good to kind of let go of all of the, all of like the mess that comes along with it. Like I said earlier, like I have a really hard time like throwing away a sketchbook or something like that. Like I think a lot of artists are the same way. Like you don't want to throw away anything that you've done, you know, that's like a part of you. You spent your time on that, you know? So it's always like, like me and um, me and my wife Christy have moved around so much. Like we've lived in Massachusetts, uh, San Francisco, San Diego, Austin, Philly, back to Massachusetts, Portland, Oregon, back to Massachusetts. So like, after a while, I'm like, dude, I can't fucking move all this shit anymore, you know? Um. So yeah, that in a way I was like pretty hesitant to use an iPad just because, you know, I do like take pride in like doing things like the old school way since that aesthetic is so like influential to what I do. But at the same time, I think it's important to kind of like keep up with what, you know, technology is coming out and stuff. Like I, I don't want to be like a caveman and not know how to like use like this tool that, is sick and like you can make shit look like exactly how i want it to look with that yeah but at the same time like at the same time like right now i do have a piece of paper mounted on my light box with tape that i am hand inking just because i don't know i feel like i'm like really attached to like the style that i can like easily achieve with that but and i've been doing that for so many years like it's i don't think i'll ever not do that so it's more like adding it to the arsenal, I guess, just trying to be more well-rounded, more capable, just like doing anything that can look sick. <laughs> yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's a good way to summarize it. Like, as long as it makes it look sick, then like, it doesn't matter. Like, if I told somebody like, I don't know, that like these new crayons that someone just came out with made shit look sick, people would use those fucking new crayons. They would be like, they wouldn't be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not crayons. Like, that's below me. If it came out sick, people would start using crayons every day. Hell yeah. My, my friend is doing like, uh, he's sending me text messages of these sick Grim Reapers that he's painting, like using his son's watercolor. And his like, his like six year old son is like painting and he's, and he's like doing these, gnarly reapers with like easter colors with his son right with like yeah the classic like thin rectangular you know the really shitty yeah it's so great yeah it's i mean it's just and sometimes you just gotta challenge yourself it's like oh i'm not sure it's gonna come out this way but what i like right yeah. you weren't you weren't spray painting you know that wasn't one of your tools before you were always intimidated by that and then you kind of just went for it and now you you're putting that in your arsenal and then the digital and then you're keeping it you know true to your roots yeah. I, think, I think nothing bad can come from that yeah and it's fun it's just fun to try new stuff like um honestly like past few years i've on i've felt a little burnt out doing like certain things just over and over and over again so 
I just want to try new mediums and stuff. And like, it's pretty fun to, to see like a spray paint mural, but like to stand back, like on the high roller patio. And I'm like, all right, that looks pretty damn close to the t-shirt design of this same thing that I did for them. So I don't know. It's like a really fun challenge. It's like super rewarding to learn new shit. It's just like, you know, if you're not moving forward, what are you doing? You know, you gotta, you gotta keep, keep it moving, keep it interesting. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's inspiring too. I think it's really great to kind of challenge yourself and you should be like, all right, you know, I can always say control, control Z and undo that shit, you know, but it's a good opportunity yeah. to kind of be like, all right, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to learn something new or, or not, maybe not learn something new on that. You see a technique that you can bring, you know, but, you know, flip around and try it with another tool. Like, oh, I did this and now let me see if I can do that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm really, um, I've always like really appreciated like the final, um, like the final product, I guess, coming from like maybe a print or a design background like um i don't really hold tight onto my originals like i don't throw them away but they're definitely just stacked in drawers and i don't look at them really unless i'm like pulling them out for like maybe an art show or to show somebody but i'd rather just look at like the finished like skateboard or the finished screen printed poster you know like that to me is the is the final product for my specific style just just because I love the print medium, you know, or even a beer can label, just like, even if it's a digitally printed adhesive beer can label, I'm like, well, that's the final product. Like, there it is. Everyone can have one. <laughs> yeah. What was the first product or like object that your design were on when you like got it or somebody sent you, you know, and then you were like, holy shit, this is mine. Was it, was it a, was it a skate deck? What was it? Um. So I would say, I, I would, I would say like two things, like, so the first thing that I got to design for somebody would be a t-shirt for like my friend's hardcore band. We were, we were still pretty young and the band was still pretty like just like a DIY thing. My friends from East Boston. So like I drew like a guy pulling his own eyeballs out on a shirt and they got like 24 printed, but I was like, Holy shit, my art's on t-shirts for a band. It's so sick. So that would, that was probably like the first one, but the first like, and then I'd done like some skateboards for a Coliseum skate shop. That was like a pretty big deal. Cause like that was my skate shop I'd go to when I was a kid. And it was like pretty sick to do boards for them. But like the first big one was creature skateboards. Like I did a board for them and that was just like, all right, I've reached the top of the mountain. Like I can die happy. I did a board for creature. It was like so fucking cool. Did you at least get? Did they give you one? Did you have your get your own? Like we we able to ride yeah. your own deck? Like that must have been a cool feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um most most companies are really good about that. Like they'll send you like ten, you know. So, um, like Santa Cruz always sends me a nice box when I do a board with them. But yeah, Creature that was my first one, and then they sent me a box of ten boards, and it was a it was a shish kebab. So it was like. It was, it was a weird idea but it was called gore kebab and it was like a shish kebab on a grill that had like a brain an eyeball like a, a aborted fetus or something on it like it was pretty dark but um it was called the gore kebab and it came with an oven mitt and the shrink wrap on the top so 
uh, that was insane. My mom still has one at home and she like still uses the oven mitt, even though it's like pretty poor quality. Yeah. Probably burn your finger. I was going to say, yeah, be safe, mom. Like, yeah. 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 Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So two more questions, I think, uh, maybe two and a half. So, um, so you're someone who's kind of had your, your bumps and bruises and you kind of, you know, your, your own business personally, you said you want to, you know, you're doing it. And would you have any, any advice for somebody kind of, uh, getting started or, you know, thinking about making, you know, art their, what they want to do for, you know, the rest of their life? You know, any, any, uh, words of wisdom here, tall boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, I would say 100% to do it. Like if you really want to do it, you need to at least try and just do it. And like with the digital landscape and all the platforms are there, a lot of it, a lot of it's cheap, free, you know, like you can put your art on Instagram. There's, I don't know, it's really, it's really fun. So there's, there's no reason to not try. I, I guess the, the, scary part would be like just jumping both feet in you know into doing art for a business and uh you know obviously there's going to be struggles with that because art as a business can be kind of tough at times like you can't just like clock in and just have creativity every day you know like i struggle with that sometimes like everyone has like creative block um I'd say just to have as much fun with it as possible and stay true to your vision and what you like. And, you know, don't, don't isolate, definitely hang out with your friends and family because those are the people that helped form your, your aesthetic and your style. So, you know, without your, your true friends and your close friends and family types, you know, there is no, there is no you. So, I don't know. I'd I'd say that's like something I kind of learned is like to uh, to just like do exactly what you what your style is. Don't get too influenced by someone else if they're like you know more successful. Don't try to change your shit to like conform to what you might think is better or whatever. You know, just say I think I think your customers, whoever they are, like if you're having fun and being true to yourself. I think that that somehow just kind of resonates and gets communicated. And it, I think it, it just makes you stronger. Yeah. I think, and we were talking one of the kind of the, the yin and yang and the good and the bad, like you're saying, like how now with Instagram and social, it allows artists to have more kind of reach more people and whatever, but that, that always like the folks who are always hunting for the most likes and all that shit. Like, I think that can have a negative effect. Like it just kind of, it makes it, it, it gets, you know, into your, into your decision-making and you don't really realize it or you become jealous about, about someone you don't even know for some odd reasons. And so it definitely can impact you in that way too. Yeah. It's weird, man. Like, um, I don't know. There's, I don't think there's anything like this before. So it's like really easy to get caught up in that because it is such a good promotional platform. But if you're just, if you're just looking at your phone 24 seven, like who the hell are you really, you know, and starting to care too much about that shit is a pretty, pretty weird road to go down. I think, I think that's like becoming something that more and more people are aware of now that it's been the way it is for however long, you know, it's just, it's interesting to see how it affects like people's 
like psyche and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, not to be insensitive, but it's funny because I mean, obviously, the virus and everything is not funny, but yeah, like especially in New England, like Northeast, the East Coast, like we have some of the best parks and natural things you can see in your lifetime, and yeah, they didn't disappear. They didn't just show up all of a sudden. Like they've been there forever, and now people are like, "Oh, we can't do anything. Like let's go outside and let's everyone." All of a sudden, it's like now the parks are being overrun by people, and they have to shut them down because there's too many people in there. Meanwhile, when they're free and they're trying to get you to go, you know, the other two hundred and fifty some days of the year, right? You know, non-virus. It's like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna look, stay in, and do this. I know, dude. I noticed that too. How many like how many parks have you seen like? Maybe like when the lockdown or the quarantine was like more fresh, like when it was still new, we were like, oh, maybe maybe we'll go for a walk in the woods. And you like pull up to the trailhead and the fucking thing is like overflowing and there's people like shoulder to shoulder, like the opposite of social distancing. Yeah. Like, well, like we're in a, oh, we're in a park. So it's okay. It's like, no, it's not. No, you're still not. You still have to be away from those people. You still yeah. like. It's not gonna, yeah. So I just find that part funny. It's like, why are they gonna close their parks down? It's like, have you, like, have you ever gone to that park before? Have you ever been there? You know, like, you know, we try to, we we try to do our best. We do the Great Park Pursuit uh, here in Connecticut, and it's like a two months, and they like have a different park every week, and they have an event, and you try to go, and it's oh, fun. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. We don't go. We don't like as the as the kids get older, we haven't been able to go. We don't go every time, but it's just kind of funny because people you see online, like you know, folks who just don't know what to do with themselves, you know, or aren't used to spending time with their family. Like it's kind of dark, but you know, it's just kind of, it's been, yeah. it's been interesting. All right. So let's yeah. see. Let's see. Um, one more question, business, and then one fun one. So you're now kind of going to digital and what have you, do you have a certain way of like a certain naming convention that you're using for your files? Like how are you keeping yourself organized? Um, oh, so like what, how do I organize all my files? Yeah. Like do you have a certain tall boy naming convention you're using or do you just by client oh, in a folder or are you kind of just like your office kind of scattered all over the place? Holy shit. Maybe I should send you a picture of my desktop later. Um, it's <laughs> oh, insane. Man. Oh, good. It looks like a bomb went off, man. It sucks. Like when I, when I that's like. That's the most fucking honest up. answer we've gotten for that question, dude. I got to tell you, that's one of the most <laughs> honest. Yeah. It's so great. Dude, when I when I like make a new folder, like like make a new finder folder, it it just automatically goes up to the top left corner because there's no room left on the desktop and there's probably like ten deep in that top left corner right now. Like it's insane. I look at it and I'm like, Oh shit, I need to I need to clean this up <laughs> every time, every day I look at it. But that's one of the things I think I'm going to do during this quarantine is actually get around to organizing my desktop a little bit better. But yeah, it, it's all in folders by client, but there is no organization, man. It's fucked. All right. Honest, honest, <laughs> honest. No. Yeah. Cause people, some people are just so like to the extreme others. We try to name like the project and the date and a few other things in it. But yeah, I mean, Oh yeah. I mean, I'm getting better at that um, now that I, I have another job too in an office, so I have to get better at it. So I'm getting a little better at it, but yeah, my personal computer is fucked. It's like, yeah, it's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, because then you get like a like I have a secondary monitor. It's huge, and so you don't realize how bad it is once like if you have a, cl- a cluttered desktop because 
the big screen, the bigger screens allow you to be more of a mess because it's like it doesn't seem as much of a mess. But then you go like in the files, yeah. and you're like, oh, there's 75 files that have almost the exact same name. How am I gonna figure out what this was? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's a nut, it's <laughs> All right. a We're not gonna stretch you out. We're not gonna stretch you out now. What? What's? What do you? I think just recently you released the the Happy Sasquatch, which is awesome because it's a risograph, and we've had a few folks who uh, do that like almost exclusively for their non-label work. What can uh, What can folks do at home to to support you know Tallboy Nightwatch Studios while you know during this whole kind of uh, shit show, which is the the, the pandemic? Um, well, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pressure anybody into spending any money on things they don't need. Like, no, that's, dude, dude, that's, that's inferred. Getting... That's inferred. Yeah. I mean, you, I, I I'm, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You're just, you're just a starving artist. You know, play it up. Come on. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd just say, you know, follow Nightwatch Studios on Instagram, tallboy666. Um, go to nightwatchstudios.com. You know, if you see a print you like, pick it up buy it for a friend the the happy sasquatch is taken off um i don't know when i drew that i drew that like uh i don't know probably like eight years ago but it's one of those ones that people just seem to keep asking for but it's just because of the you got to see it yeah and i'm uh, looking at it right now dude and say yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that that one's pretty fun because that was like based off a tourist t-shirt that i saw in uh in Venice Beach a long time ago and it's called the Happy Fisherman and it's basically the same the same thing and I was just like obsessing over it so I made the Happy Sasquatch and then there's a little skull in the bottom right corner with the fisherman's hat on and that's my homage to the Happy Fisherman's kind of where I I ripped that off from an old vintage tourist t-shirt but yeah you know we have fun it's it's just me and my wife she helps with the organization and mailing and stuff like that. And I just try to come out with new graphics and yeah, we've been having a lot of fun just putting out prints lately, keeping it cheap, you know, keeping it fun, upbeat. And uh, hopefully we can get through this fucking shit show. I don't Mm -hmm. know when it's going to end, but it will end. All right. And lastly, I mean, I think I know some of the answers to this, but I think I want to hear from you when you're, creating you know do you have certain tunes you're listening to what's on the tall boy playlist i think you know if you look at your your profile it kind of uh, already gives a you know, <laughs> zz top to you drop and motorhead till i'm dead but uh yeah, yeah those those uh, are two those are, those are two bands that i could listen to all day every day like motorhead and zz top 100 percent um but yeah, mostly I, I feel like that kind of describes it pretty good too, because you've got like ZZ Top kind of more like you know country inspired classic rock. You know, I, my music taste goes anywhere from like old like your Hank Williams style country to your most extreme death metal, like the bands like the band Death, um, Bolt Thrower. Um, possessed you know just brutal shit like that but also i like to chill too and just listen to you know surf guitar like link ray stuff like that too basically anything man i mean anything old i guess that's like the theme i just like throwback stuff you know like i like art from like the 70s 
70s and 80s i like music from like 60s whatever till you know mostly old shit but um you know there's a lot of good new metal bands too like this band power trip they're like hardcore uh probably i think they have a hardcore past but they got a definite metal edge to them they're really fun to go see live and just really nailed that like kind of slayer metallica exodus era of thrash but kind of molded in with that crow mags era of just hard-headed hardcore stuff yeah but yeah mostly mostly heavy stuff yeah yeah i was thinking when you're saying the older stuff uh like john prine who just died but i was just yeah i was kind of just then i just kind of started like going this like dream sequence of just going back to a concert and i'm like oh that'd be so great just even even a shitty concert it's like pizza and sex it can't be that bad right it's just like oh it's still it's gonna be great oh man yeah i know live music is just like uh i can't I'm, i'm trying to think of like the last show i went to it might have even been like 420 last year i saw sleep in portland maine but yeah i didn't know yeah we saw i'm trying to think was it yeah we we saw uh david uh burns american utopia on broadway and it was like a six seven hundred person theater it was just like a rock show and i mean i had no idea what to expect i did like i I mean I, i know the talking heads and i know his works and stuff but it was it was it was amazing because you always think that they're even that one part of the show like oh people always think that we're playing to a track and they like broke it, it was, and they were like a fourteen piece band and they were all live yeah. and they broke down each like each layer like it was it was like screen printing dude it was like okay here's the drum like it was like because they had like four drummers so it was just like and like and then the next person came over and put theirs and like it just built like right there in front of you and it was it was amazing wow so sick yeah. It was awesome. Well, you did it, man. We it was well worth the wait, and uh, I'm glad we we're able to to catch up and make this happen. I know we went a little later than you know you, you needed to, but I, I just appreciate you know making the time to connect. It was it was awesome. You're a natural. Oh, dude, no worries, dude. Thanks a lot. Thanks for asking me to come on, man. It's always fun to talk about this stuff. You know. Yeah. And lonely when, uh, yeah. Studio. Can't wait to talk. Yeah, exactly right and so uh yeah once things get normal whatever that is again like i said i'm right down the road so we'll we'll grab some beers and we'll we'll go to the uh we'll go to the free wall and I'll, I'll, I'll get my i'll get my uh <laughs> yeah that'd be sick. yeah you said that now it's gonna be I, I have no idea what i'm doing so it'd be like uh, the blind leading you know i don't know what but it'd be terrible but um i look forward to it man i just wanted to thank you I, i'm a big fan of your stuff and i've been following for a while now so it's really cool to kind of come around full circle and i appreciate you making the time that's awesome, man. Thanks so much. All right, man. Be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. You too. Bye. Later. Bye. And there you have it, folks. We are back, and we will say better than ever, but I want to apologize for some, you know, Overmodulation on some of the stuff, and you know, it took a little while longer to edit than usual. So we're back, you know, better than ever. So I mean, we're back, and we're happy to be back. And want to thank Tallboy once again. I hope we did him up right with a little ZZ Top till he drops and Motorhead till he's dead. Somebody checking on our friend, make sure he's okay. But this is a great episode. Making skate decks, fish posters, spray paint, murals, 
beer labels, you know, doing his own thing, creating his own brand, you know, power of mentorship and looking out for people and just kind of just being a, you know, we said it once, we'll say it again, just being good humans, you know, those, those folks who took him under his wing, the you know, professor, you know, who steered him in the right direction, not taking the same class against twice. You really can impact people in a positive way, and, you know, it's not always easy, and it's not, you don't really always notice it. You know, I like to think of it as kind of like, uh, you know, the sales cycle, you know, the impact of what you do today, you'll feel that in 30, 60 days, right? You know, quick shout out to, you know, uh, friends of mine, Adam Jolly and Adam Dietrichs, who are doing a market research podcast. There's really literally no connection here other than they're friends of mine, and I've drank beer with them, but I checked it out, the Ride Podcast, but... Just in thinking about things, really, you really can make a difference. And I think that that's really why this getting us getting back is so important. Things getting back to, to normal. I don't know when that's going to happen. Like I'm not. I don't have any. I mean, the way things are run, you know, the way things are happening, you know, 50 states having 50 different opinions, you know, and it really impacts a lot of people. And no one situation is the same. You know, the economy in Maine is different than the economy in New York and Connecticut and Montana and, you know, what have you. But do what you can. Obviously, we're all in different situations. You might be someone listening and just, you know, you are the person in need. And, you know, you might be listening you're able to help, you know, donate to Feed America. Or, you know, like I said before, buy some gift certificates, you know, for your favorite breweries or restaurants so they can have that, you know, that cash you know, buy art from one of our artists, right? Nightwatchstudios.com, you can go and buy some art, you know, and just support the different ways you can. That might just be calling somebody or texting them or just saying, how are you doing? May is Mental uh, Health Month, you know, Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's really important. People are alone, they're by themselves, they're in new situations, and it can be really, really hard. It can be really dark. At times, and so we just need to make sure we look out for each other, and we all can do our part in different ways. It's not a we're not keeping score here. We're not having wins and losses. You know, we have, we have enough loss every day that we're being reminded of, and there, you know, those are people's friends and families and neighbors and loved ones, and we mourn for all those. You know, our, our heart hurts. You know, we, we've we've cried many a night, and we've you know felt sadness for for folks we don't know. And for some folks, we do know. And together, we can get through this. Wherever the end of the tunnel is, you know, there's great people out there. And, you know, if there's anything we can do for you, whether you're a small business, an artist, or just a human who needs someone to, you know, say, hey, what's up? You know, we're here. AJ16OZCanvas.com, that's me, goes right to me. We say we, but as we've mentioned many times, we like to use the royal we just for the fact that we think it sounds cooler. Uh, like, you know, Tallboy said, you know, drawing a picture of uh, McCain and Obama having sex, you know, he didn't really think it was appropriate to, to put his name on that, and that's where, where Tallboy was from, and, you know, here we are, and we thank you, and until next week, we're just proud to be a part of it and be a part of your lives, and uh, it's just great. It's great to be back. We're blessed, and we appreciate you. We appreciate you. You're cool. I'm out.